0: Oh, <sniffs> well. What is up everybody and welcome to another episode of the breathe in air podcast where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset i'm your host mason bendigo today hailing all the way from south africa Linwood university alum and a rugby player there giovanni falco we have some great banter and some great razzle chat on this podcast today we talk about his company that he just started Bill Tong billy He is a high-energy guy, great guy, and his story and really what Biltong is is very intriguing to me. I love beef jerky, and I had never even heard of Biltong. I thought that Biltong was maybe a specific type of meat or a specific cut of meat, when in reality, it's just how they prepare it. And Gio goes into that process and how this company came to be and how things are starting to really emerge and grow for him, and I'm super pumped for y'all to hear it. We really take a light approach and have some fun with this one. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it. As y'all know, it is summer, it is hot. And unfortunately it seems like COVID isn't going anywhere with this new spike. So what that does mean is that we're still gonna be outside and we're still gonna be outdoors. We're still gonna be trying to enjoy ourselves this summer. And if you're looking for some sporty clothes, whether you're hiking or you're out sweating running or if you're just trying to look good go no further than borderline clothing and supply they're an outdoor apparel brand that is looking to shake up the market and they're doing just that not only because of their products which are made from a lot of organic cotton and they're very environmentally sound but not only is it great products but it also has a great cause for every product which all are american made which we all know we need to support small business right now. So American made products, but also with every purchase from borderline, 10 meals are donated to your local food bank. They've already supplied over 200,000 plus meals so far. So, I mean, this, this really is a win win. You get great products and they're not only clothing, like I said, clothing and supply. So there's a lot of other cool stuff on their hats, even have a really cool bug spray that's made with a lot of essential oils and very natural. So I mean, for someone who gets eaten alive like me, that's great as well. So go ahead and check them out. You can find them at borderlineclothingandsupply.com or Instagram and Facebook at borderlineclothingsupply. So definitely go check them out. As always, go check us out. Like our new Facebook page, Breathing Air Podcast, business page there that I'm going to keep updates on, as always. And then at Breathing Air Podcast on Instagram. I'm not going to blow you all up. I want you to have good content for me, just stuff that I'm doing throughout the day that I think personally helps me and can help one of y'all. Then I'm going to throw it on the story and then obviously keep you up to date with everything that's coming. We got a lot of stuff in the works, and I'm super excited to continue to take this journey with y'all every day. As always, I'm here as a resource if you need anything, and I hope y'all enjoy this week's episode. Without further ado, Giovanni Falco with Bill Tong Billy. My boy, Gio, what is up, man?
1: Nah, man, chilling, bro. It's been sick, bro. I've been a good two years out of school now, bro real good
0: it's flown by real fast
1: isn't it crazy it's already been two years out of lindwood bro i literally just reminded myself that the other day and i was like bro it's been 24 months yeah. i can't believe it
0: yeah i'm coming up a half it's crazy yeah
1: that, that's crazy bro i literally went to main street just the other day for like some drinks and like some lunch bro. And i was like bro i used to own these streets bro <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maid Street, I've, I've heard that it's different now, though. I think we got it in its prime years.
1: Oh, hard. Like, I think, like, Main, like Q12's gone completely, which I actually didn't even know until I went there recently. I was like, oh, my goodness, bro. The whole, like, place is shut down. That pizza joint on the corner there that they used to have is, like, completely gone. They've got, like, well, Joe's is still up and running, bro. You know Joe's is always strong. Right. That's always strong. Staple. <laughs> yeah, it's different, bro. It's changed, for sure.
0: Yeah. For for those listening, Main Street is a little row of bars and restaurants that's out in St. Charles, Missouri, where me and Gio went to school. And Gio was part of the rugby team. So as you can tell, he has a little bit of an accent. So go ahead and tell everybody where you're from and
1: so first of all, I'm not from Australia, like ninety-nine percent of Americans think. <laughs> it's everyone's first guess, bro. Uh from South Africa, named Giovanni Falco. Uh went to University at Lindenwood University up in uh, St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, Graduated with an international business degree in 2018, May, and uh, started a small business, Biltong Belly, just a year ago.
0: That's right. So I was looking up Biltong a little bit and kind of seeing the backstory, and it seems like this was something that you started as kind of like, hey, this is something that I miss. I want to eat it. People started trying it, and then they were like, this stuff is really good. And then it just flourished into a business. Am I, am I getting that right?
1: No, hundred percent. Like bro, you should have seen like how I started this. It was actually crazy. Like it's such a mad story. Like I I literally just missed a taste of back home and I built a machine with like a plastic container, bought two dual computer fans from Amazon for like 20 bucks. (laughs) Like put these, bro, you don't understand, bro. It was actually the most ridiculous thing. Put these little cylinders across there, bro. I got, you know, like your clothes and like clothing hangers, bro, that you used to like hang your shirts. I like cut that wire up and then like was hooking my meat, bro, with that. And I would run, to, I swear, bro, I'd run 2.4 miles every day to the Sam's Club, which was like literally 1.2 there, 1.2 back. And I would be running with like 30 pounds of meat down the road, sometimes stealing the trolleys if I could, because <laughs> I didn't even know the trolleys would lock, bro. So if you steal a trolley over a certain point it's actually got a lock system so like it knows that it's going further than it needs to lock <laughs>
0: you're talking about the shopping carts right
1: yeah the shopping carts right so i didn't even know that so sometimes i'll carry the shopping cart over like the line so it wouldn't lock and then i'd push that thing all the way back and wow like you said bro i literally just missed the taste of back home really and then you know, it went from, like, one friend, you know, in the rugby team to, like, another couple friends. And then, like, the whole rugby team wanted it. And then all of a sudden, like, the university heard about it, bro. Then I had people in my class that I was at. I was at postgrad up in uh, Laugh University in Marietta. And that whole – it's about a two, 3,000-person school. And, bro, they all heard about it. And then I started having my like, classmates order it. I had teachers ordering it. And it just blew up from there, man, like, real quick, real fast.
0: Right. So you said you get the meat from just like a market, any just, you know, meat that you would get from a market. Is it a specific type or? Yeah.
1: So, so biltong majority of the time you, I mean, you can make literally any type of biltong out of any meat, bro. You can literally have crocodile biltong, ostrich, uh, buffalo, cow, be- normal beef, like ordinary. I mean, you can literally do anything with biltong. Cause it's like the process is what makes it biltong. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily the meat. So like, you use like what i prefer to use is um bottom round steak that's like it's got that nice layer of fat that i like to like use because that's like where the taste comes from you know all the flavoring goes into that fat so normally that's what i'll normally use but i mean man if you go to south africa you can bro anything you want you can literally find biltong in any type of meat it's so sick
0: that is sick because i i was just thinking that it was you know a specific type of beef but obviously it's something it could be, like you said, anything. And it's just the way that it's prepared that makes it biltong.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like the, the whole the whole preparation process, if I like had to compare it to jerky, the big difference is jerky's got heat, right? So it's cooked. So people don't really know that jerky's actually heated and cooked. Where biltong is air dried. So we literally will air dry it over like 12 days. Like jerky's made in like 12 hours. It's made super quick, man. You can make like a whole batch of jerky in like in a day. Biltong takes like marination over like 12 days. You've got to marinate in specific like ingredients, specific sauces, vinegar, let that soak in for like 24 hours. And then you like hang it up and let it air dry for like 10 days to up to 12. And then it's like, it'll get that dry dryness that you need. And then it's just it, like, it almost cooks itself. It's crazy how it like.
0: So yeah, you're not even cooking it per no, se. at all. The raw, it's just the raw beef.
1: And that's why that's why it's so nutritious, bro. Because like literally, the raw beef—it's got. We don't add sugars to it. You don't add any preservatives. There's no carbohydrates, anything, bro. It's just literally strictly the the meat slam. It's just like the ordinary, like normal biltong is made out of just salt, pepper, and coriander, and then you just marinate it in like uh, vinegar, red wine. You can add some red wine in there, which is pretty good, and uh, some booster sauce. And literally bro it's 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 just air dry that's it so there's no like anything it's so cool bro it's so sick it's like almost like a medium rare steak that you can eat it's like super soft and tender it's so nice
0: yeah i love because i love beef jerky as a lot of people do but it's sometimes like really chewy on certain parts so it sounds like and i like my steaks medium rare i made a steak last night actually so yeah that sounds like something i would i would really like and obviously with the health trend right now um, you know, people are starting to become a little bit more health conscious. It seems like every time I go to the store, I see a new, you know, bar or brand or drink that's trying to so be health conscious because that's kind of trending right now. So, I mean... That's it,
1: bro. Like, everyone, everyone's into fitness right now. Everyone is into, like, trying to find out that, like, either the snack that they can eat just constantly on a constant basis that's not going to make them, like, pick up weight or anything like that. And pretty much when it comes to that kind of, like, market, bro, Biltong is right now, definitely in the last two to three years has been the most best emerging snack. Last year, it got awarded the 2019 best emerging snack of the year. Like out of all the keto snacks, out of all the drinks, out of everything, bro. Like it was insane. Like it's because it's just like the first time Americans have heard about this air dried beef that has got no sugars. It's really nutritious, no carbohydrates. It's like just super nutritious for you, bro. So that's like, I just entered it at the right time. Like it was just complete luck that I just started making it at literally a year ago and when it was like in this booming stage like it's so cool
0: yeah i saw it at the store the other day and obviously i've never heard of biltong and still until i yeah. started doing this stuff so i saw it at the store and i'm like hey that's that's biltong
1: yeah that's what's crazy bro it's like and you know what's the most insane thing is only a year um sorry not a year ago a month ago it entered into walmart and aldi like only one month ago like your big corporate companies are now slowly starting to like trend into the word built on be like, damn, what is this thing? Like, we're like, when, this is how like, like uneducated I was when I started off, bro. Like I try to get my little box that I've built FDA approved. Like if you know anything about FDA, bro, like you need like a legit kitchen. You need like, everything needs to be like machines, bro. And here I am walking in with like a box with two computer fans. i like, Hey guys, can I FDA approve this? Like, <laughs> Cause I'm trying to land some stores. like it was so like I was so immature in the game like just 12 months ago but like yeah it's crazy man like literally from last month it now is like entering into big corporates to the point now where you know I'm on the verge of even landing like those big big deals myself like landing stores like with over 100 you know franchise store it's like it's crazy what it's got like me literally landing farmers markets and little like individual stores in a year is now almost at the at, at the level of me actually landing franchises which is pretty cool
0: Yeah, that's, it sounds like you got the perfect time, which is
1: awesome. I literally tell everyone that, bro. I'm like, I literally just landed this at the best time. Like, I I couldn't have asked for it. Like, and again, bro, I didn't even expect this to happen. Like, I literally just sat back, relaxed, and was eating it myself to like, all of a sudden, now, you know, a fully LLC brand. Like, it's insane.
0: That's, that's so cool. And that's how a lot happens. It's like, hey, I missed this. Oh, this person likes it that's the thing your product good your product was people love the product when people love the product and you have you you're charismatic you're outgoing and you started seeing the demand and then you're like okay what are we where
1: bro that's literally what i said in that one video so like i posted a video on like how i started when i first got like fda approved usda approved like built on and i literally said i was like I, I didn't expect anything. I just saw the demand of it and how it went from literally one person to all of a sudden 10 sales to like 20 sales to like stores landed at MLR stadium. I was like, something's up here. Like I'm, I'm literally hit something now. like, I, you know what I'm saying, bro? You just like, you know, you've got something. You're like, okay, I got, I got to take this on seriously. Or like, I'm just going to miss this opportunity for sure.
0: Right. It was just one of those things that fell on your lap. That's, but that's right. so, so you talked about MLR. So major league rugby is not right. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, I was I was the first built on provider in the Major League Rugby, which is pretty cool. Like in all, because I think it's uh, it's on ESPN Plus and CBS. So, like, first time ever that ESPN Plus and CBS has you know televised rugby, and built on Billy was like announced at the stadiums. It was like I was walking up and down the stands, like it was like the first time ever. So it was yeah, that was kind of a cool achievement, bro. Like I was claiming it hard. I was like, man, first built on provider in the M L R. That's real cool.
0: That is cool, especially because it's. <laughs> that you know you love and you have ties to it. Yeah, the athletes and the sport itself is taking it in, which is really cool.
1: That's yeah, that's what I was saying. Bro. Like, if it wasn't for rugby too, like I wouldn't probably be where I was just in the brand and built on. Because everybody in the rugby community has just supported me so hard. Like every single person that I know in the rugby community is either bought some, advertised for me, trying to get me on podcast, saying, yo man, let's let's try to get this brand out there. I mean, just the other day, I had a big, like, Hall of Fame USA rugby player, uh, player Todd Creaver. Shout out, shot, bro. Much appreciated. He he landed up getting some and, and uh, threw out a shout out for me on uh, Instagram. Uh, another big player. This is not even rugby related. This was uh, a Cardinals player, uh, Harrison Bader. He landed up getting some from me, and he put it on his story, too. So, it was like, thanks, bro. Much appreciated. Like,
0: yeah. It's
1: just taking off, man. It's so sick. <clears throat>
0: That is so cool, and it's it's cool that people take the time out and, like you said, those big time people they enjoy what you have to offer, and yeah. you know they're helping yeah. promote the brand, for sure. So I mean, the rugby community though at Lindenwood too is just crazy, and the, and the reach is so f- now as I'm sure you you can tell.
1: That's why I can't wait for Lindenwood to reopen, so I can just get like straight back into that community. You know, like try and help these kids out if they need like extra money on the side. Uh, I'm trying to see if Lindenwood would even try a you know, like work and learn that we had like work and learn. Yeah, if have- I could get almost like work and learn around the brand and see if people want to just do uh, work and learn, get some cash on the side, you know, maybe go do these farmers markets on the weekend if they got time and learn how to like, even the business people that are in that program, just learn how to start selling something. Right? Cause that's, that was my biggest thing. I came out of Lindenwood and love Lindenwood. Great, great place, man. I, I would recommend Lindenwood to any single South African out there. No. And, I came out of there with, like, the knowledge, but I never put anything, like, into practice, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, then when I started putting it into practice, I was like, man, this is why I did a business degree. This is why I went into sales. Like, this is why I did what I did because this is where my passion lies, bro, selling stuff, you know, and luckily I just have a passion for built-on. So I was just like, it will just fall in, yeah, like you said, fall in my lap, really.
0: Right, and that's the biggest thing, too, is you can see oh, when someone has the passion for what they're selling, and it's not just that is monetary gain for them per se this per you could tell people see through the bullshit most of the time you know
1: so so easily but like I can even see through it like I've had people necessarily come to me and and they were oh Gio uh, I want to like start being a rep for you like how can I be a rep for you and like try to help you out so I was like okay great bro yeah like order like a hundred bags and let's see how much you can push and and you know you can literally start like repping for me in a different state and Within like a month they're like, Oh, you know, I never heard back from them. And like in in another month, like two months, they're like gone, you know. And I'm just sitting here like a year and a half later, still buzzing. Like I like any deal I make, any sale I make is like literally like the first one I made. You know, it's like yeah, I'm just buzzing about everything.
0: Right. And that's that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yep. I mean, obviously you've had some early success here, but man, it's it's a grind. You gotta you gotta be but, about it and you gotta write Hey, the time and
1: be, be prepared, bro. Like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have its waves, bro. It's gonna be like up and down. You're gonna have one week, one month where you do like crazy good, land these deals, like sales are high, and then it's just gonna be a month where it's like stagnant. You're always gonna have that stagnant stage, bro, where you are just like, man, I, I like I need motivation again. Like you need that self motivation. Everyone needs that, bro. Like everyone's gonna you're gonna start almost being hard on yourself, like man, why am I not doing well this week? Is it something I'm doing? Is it something I'm not doing? But then you figure it out, bro. If you're really into it. Especially if you've got that entrepreneurial mindset, you just, I love the process. I love figuring it out. Like if I'm, if I'm not doing well, or if something has got stagnant, I literally like, okay, i sit back. i say, what can I do now different? Or what can I watch to see what this person's doing to see if I can implement that into my, my platform and see if it can take off. And that's what it is. Trial and error. Just trial and error all day. Right. Yeah. That's really it.
0: I always preach it. It's action, 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 much as you can. Cause Especially at our age right now, and I'm sure anyone else could attest to this. When you're at our age, it's like shoot your shot. If there's something you want to achieve, there's something you want to do. It really doesn't age at this point. Do what you want to do. Obviously, you could take more risk yeah. at our age. It's just one of those things where you can't hold back. You got to, once you are passionate about it, though, it just kind of takes care of itself because it's something that you don't want I to.
1: Think, I think that what the biggest thing that people are scared of, bro, like what I've noticed just in like, what I'm doing is uh, so many people are doing the safety over trying to pursue like what they really want to do. They're like, let me just go get a job and figure out like that 30 to 40 to 50 grand job a year that I can just secure and I'm safe. And I've got all these passions and drives for something else, but you know, it's a risk to take. But what you don't realize is that when you're in your twenties, thirties, even up to forties, you're so young. Like, I don't know if you know much about Gary Vaynerchuk. I know I, I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. I literally listen to him, his podcasts on almost a daily basis just to try to get that motivation if I need it. Or he always gives advice on how to sell things, market certain uh, aspects. And it's like really cool for me to use. Um, and he always says, man, if you're sitting in your 40s or 50s, you're probably only halfway. We're going to be living till our 80s and 90s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why are you quitting at like 25, 26, 27? Like, keep going, bro. You're so young. Right. So that's the way I just look at it.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's part of the system that you get caught in. Cause you know, it's like, I've heard it explained this way. You're a baby, you're free flowing, you're doing whatever you want. You know, you're exploring doing this. Then as you get older, you know, Oh, I want, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a firefighter. I'm going to be a superhero or I'm going to be a musician. And then you start getting into this, you know, this society where people are saying like, okay, go to school. You have to get a degree. You have to have to do that. And,
1: and I think, I think, yeah, like you were saying, but like, it's just, it's like, that's not the new age. I Honestly, I literally had this conversation with my, my mom and dad just the other day. I was like, I came out of like high school. I, w- I mean, I've been in school since six years of age. Like I literally haven't got out of school since six. Like how insane is that? Like I literally haven't started the real world until yeah. I was 25. Yeah. Like, isn't that insane that 25 years of age is the first time i stepped out of like a school institution and said okay let me now see what's up like what are we going to do now right it's crazy like that that's insane like imagine if i started doing this at 18 17 years old started like selling or started learning ways of how to become an entrepreneur like that's something that i do If, if you want to become a doctor great if you want to become an accountant great but like for me it was more like i need to get hands on practical stuff that was me like the moment i went practical with what i did that's why i've had this like last year like such a cool road and such a cool journey so far in the last year i've just put everything into practice and it's been so it's yeah that's literally why it's right. so cool
0: exactly and i heard you say it earlier you got to fall in love with the process and that's what you're doing you You've like got to. we're not always going to be charged up every single day there's going to be no a- ways bro no yeah.
1: way especially in this quarantine hell no bro yeah, it- <laughs>
0: man 2020 yeah, wow. wild
1: it's brutal it has it is it's it's been like a blessing in one disguise and an absolute nightmare in another one like it's been like a good example of a blessing for me is that if anyone took advantage of the covid over the last four months like an example like what you've done now you've started a podcast in this in this time like that's bro that that like, you don't understand how good that is like just right there you said i'm sitting at home i'm not doing much what can i do to be proactive and start something boom podcast you know what i'm saying like great move like for me it was like okay i've got this business i'm in a little bit of trouble here because now you know online sales is probably going to drop because everyone's going to start being conservative with their money my stores are closed that i was in so i was in a bit of like a rut i was like man what am i going to do so i started picking up the phone and I cold called, and I, I promise you, I'm not kidding on this, bro. I cold called about maybe 250 different companies in the last 12 weeks. And I have got directly to the either the CEO or project manager of the stores because everyone else isn't in the office right now. So every single franchise and corporate company that you normally have to go through the layers to get their phone number, that, those layers are not in, in the office. So I directly have got to those big boys and literally it's like helped me out so much in a sense of like corporate level franchises uh even the little stores like all of a sudden I got like a review from someone that from the little store saying oh we heard that you were phoning up this big franchise uh we really interested and it's because I've just been cold calling this entire 12 weeks like every single day just making calls
0: right you have just been putting that stuff into action and
1: yeah that, that exactly you just you just gotta like what it like you just gotta adapt man if, if there's like something going on that's just not going your way just learn to adapt because if you don't adapt you're just going to sit in it you're going to sit in it all day
0: right I really had that thought process because after my first year of school I or after my first year um work excuse me I was sitting there like okay I've kind of got back into this role I'm working now um but there's still these things that I want to do that I haven't done yet because obviously at first when I started that was my central focus and it still is yeah. just like now I could start thinking a little bit more outside of yeah,
1: you got freedom to think but like what am I going to do like with my life like what what is my hobbies what do I like doing what do I not like doing what can I avoid what can I start attracting more to like my life bro? there's so much now you got the world right like the whole world's your oyster you can do what you want figure it out it's so sick I love it
0: no it really. Yeah,
1: it's, it's the same for you
0: yeah it's exciting and that And this actually was a blessing for me, the podcast, because I started it before, a little bit before all this happened. And when it happened, obviously, I didn't get the close encounters of face-to-face interactions with guests and stuff that I like. But at the same time, like I said, we got to adapt. you have
1: to, man. That's it. And look look at now, all of a sudden, bro, you got like these big guys on your podcasts. You know, you got Bill Tong, Billy.
0: (laughs) Bill Tong's going to
1: real. Yeah, yeah, sweet, bro.
0: I'm, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing the ring, and I know you got married.
1: Oh, my man! Uh, <laughs> I've been dying. I've been waiting, bro. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna wait till this guy asks me about it. Uh, and, bro, I, I, for everyone that doesn't know, I got married last year, and uh, to Olivia Chapman. She's now called Olivia Falco. She's literally the greatest wife ever, bro. She's been super supportive over like all this that I've been through, especially like going from chiropractic school to now a whole new business. The transformation from Atlanta to St. Louis right? It's been, yeah, she's amazing, bro. She's been super cool. And yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better, a better wife in this sense.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. I always say you got to have a partner, someone that's going to lift you up, someone that's going to push you, you know, somebody- 100% because
1: yeah, bro, trying to do this on your own is always tough. You You, you know, trying to trying to do anything on your own is always going to be tough. Because like, Bro, just when you're, like, starting to, like, go down, you're like, man, bro, I'm, I'm, this week's been tough on me, bro. There's always that support right next to you saying, hey, you know, keep going, hey, keep pushing. You know, you've done well these past, past weeks. Just try it again. And then you try it again, bro, and then all of a sudden it sparks up. And girls are sometimes smarter than us, bro. They <laughs> sometimes. <they're
0: laughs> no, nah, they are. It's it's pretty awesome. Op-
1: sometimes got this sixth sense, bro, that I don't have. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I just don't have it, bro, and they do.
0: <laughs> it's different perspectives, for sure it's different perspectives, man. But I'm so happy for you. I see, I see all the pictures and I'm like, man, that's so awesome. Love both. That's sick, bro. Yeah.
1: What what are your, what are your like goals with the podcast? eh? Like what are you trying to push for?
0: So man, at first it was really to help as many people as possible. Like I wanted, I felt like it was something that I would enjoy making a brand, you know, creating something, creating a platform, uh, not only like a brand for breathing air and the podcast, but a brand for myself too, because I think the show is a reflection of me, kind of the way I think, um, the things that I want to get out, the messages that I think are important, but also the stuff that I go through on a daily basis that I know a lot of people go through, The fa- like the failures and the real life stuff. You know, this is, I always say this is a journey and what I mean by yep. that, like join the journey, like join me, everybody else that's going on this journey of life, because <laughs> it's not perfect nobody's perfect like you said we all need people we all need help and support systems so that was exactly me and I, I thought hey I'm gonna throw it in here so obviously eventually you know we're gonna start making you know bigger moves we've added a few people to the team, start and get stuff going and dude it's just that's it. That, but I want to do it the right way too you know I want to provide yeah, hard.
1: and like don't try and skip steps but that's one thing that I can give like listen I'm not going to give any advice on how to do certain things. I think the best advice I can give is what I've like, I can just give my experience and what I've done in the last year when it, when it comes to like what I've done in in, like my brand and business and bro, don't skip steps. That's one of the biggest thing that I, I didn't do in the last year and it's kind of paid off in a sense when I'm on a big conference call. Like here's an example, I'm doing farmer's markets, right? I don't need to be doing farmer's markets like, you know, but I'm doing them because I'm having that interaction with customers 24 seven. I'm having that sales research mentally all the time, every week, three times, four times a week. I'm selling something and I'm hearing the input immediately of what they think of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The next week I'm seeing the same person I sold the product to and they're telling me what their, their input was. It's like that market research carries a long way when you get to like those bigger deals or like that opportunity to show off almost to like a big boy or like a big shark. And it's the same with you. If you don't skip any steps and you go through the layers, eventually, when you get to that time where man, I I need to know my stuff because now I've got a big opportunity on podcast. You're going to know everything. You're just going to know every step of the way. You're going to have all the knowledge. You didn't skip anything, which is cool. Like, yeah, that's real cool.
0: As much as possible, like just be a sponge, and that's what I'm trying to do. Just be be as yep. as much as I can. And look, I'm sitting here learning from you on on the show. That's that was part of yeah. it.
1: Exactly, bro. You've got to learn. Everyone's got to learn, bro. I learn, I learn every day from someone. Like I'm, like you said, you've got to be a sponge. You've got to like every day never think you're above anyone else because you know what? They always are going to know something you're never going to know. Always. There's everybody, everybody else is going to know something that you didn't know. So like if you're a sponge, you're just taking in information all the time. It's so sick.
0: No, and I love the, that personal interaction thing too. Uh, there's something in this – Social media driven world now that just makes me cherish face to face interaction, real interaction without any distractions, just sitting yep. at the table over a meal or whatever it may be with no phones, no nothing, and just having talk like good talks. And that was another reason why this was a motivation for me because it was a t- it's, it's work. I have to edit, I have to do this, do that. I have to set up things and like cold calling shooting out emails as much as I can to, to get as. Oh, as possible so there's there's work behind it but when I sit down and do this it's like hey we're having meaningful conversations we're we're talking about things that matter we're talking about you know things that help people and drive people and inspire people so yeah that's part of it too man we don't have enough meaningful conversations these days
1: not at all but I think I think that's that's the whole like social media thing I think people have got lost in a sense of maybe not lost, you know, it's a new age. We got to also learn that today's society and the future only holds technology. If you know what I'm saying, there's not going to be any more face to face. Like it's, it's like a lot of the time it's going to be less face to face and more, you know, DMing, more FaceTiming, more emailing. So again, yeah. we got, we got to also learn that that's the new age. And if you can adapt to that, then you're good. It's like, I've told so many people, I've said to them, I said, don't hate on social media. I said, don't hate on it because I can tell you right now. I mean, literally I'm giving anyone that's listening to this, but I'm giving them the maddest advice if they ever want to start something like in the next minute, I'm going to give you like the maddest advice. And I can guarantee you it's going to work out. Guarantee you. You go and get Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You start four accounts. They're all for free. All business accounts. Start those four. All of them have to be business accounts. They're all for free. Then you take 10 to 15 posts every single week and you post them every single day, two a day. And you do that consistently for three months. And then you take 25 to 50 DMs and you DM them on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Individuals in that, in that area. So like whatever you're doing, if you're doing shoes, if you're doing, I don't know, uh, podcasts, whatever. And you email 25 a day and you do that for three months, every single day. I guarantee you, you'll something, something, will happen. Just something like, and that's literally what I've done. And like, I can say to people like, don't hate on the social media. Yes. I'm obviously being annoying. Like obviously I know, but you think I don't know that I'm posting every single day. <laughs> like, I know people like, man, yes, it's built on belly dude again. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> Right. But it's like
0: a line that you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying.
1: Like, don't be scared of it, bro. Like, cause at the end of the day, it's all, if the system doesn't care about personality or like opinions, it just cares about the content. Like if you keep posting content. You, like I DM'd maybe 50, 60 people in the last like two weeks, like just DM them. Just, I mean, we're talking famous people to not famous people, just DMing them in the fitness world, in the nutrition world, just going on hashtags and just clicking on it and clicking on their photos, getting their profiles and DMing them. And I've been doing that every day. 25, 30 people. And you do that for a certain amount of time with all these things. And this is all free. This is, hasn't cost me one cent. Like in all this, something will happen. You'll either be selling whatever you're selling or you'll be going in the direction you want to go to. Like if you're trying to get into the podcast world, you're trying to get into the acting world, you're trying to, you know, you will go in that direction with, with just that work ethic every day. And it costs nothing.
0: That's, I mean, there's no excuses at that point, you know, and that, that's a beautiful thing. The, the reach is so wide. It's so, it's so
1: wide. Yeah, Like, it's crazy, man. Like, like I said, like, an example would be like if you just go on a hashtag and you type in hashtag nutrition. I mean, there's like 10,000 photos just on Instagram on hashtag nutrition. If you go to every single photo and you click on those profiles, those people you can interact with about nutrition. And if you guys start interacting, then all of a sudden that could lead to another, another line of work or another aspect that could lead into the direction where you want to go. So it's like, again, like you said, it's, it's literally just hustle, man. It's like, and that's all free, you know, it's so cool.
0: That's just drive and no connection is a bad connection. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's a connect, like it's about who, you know, a lot of it is about who, you know, and you know, is about relationships and the relationships that you make. And like you said, coming off as someone that's authentic and genuine with a good product, yep. whatever product you're selling, whether that's a service or whether that's Biltong or a podcast or whatever. It doesn't matter. Authenticity and bringing passion and bringing drive and bringing action. And that's, it's, it's simple. It really is. But you can't get, like we said, it's an it's a instant gratification world. And yep. nobody can stop you from doing what you want to do besides yourself. So
1: yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, like everyone's like, oh man, but I'm scared. Like my friends are gonna judge me, or oh, you know, I'm gonna be posting every day. It's gonna be annoying people. But at the end of the day, man, if you want to be successful, you you have to you have to not care about other people's opinions. At at some at some level, you have to consider yourself, and every other everyone else's opinion needs to be in in the background. If you know what I'm saying, not necessarily ignored, but it needs to be in the background, and you need to just keep charging forward. That's really it.
0: Right. And it can't be opinionated driven. There's, there's a fine line between listening and taking in what people are saying and knowing your truth and being true to yourself at the same time, because everyone's going to have opinions, but, and that doesn't mean that that's not their truth, but is it your truth? Exactly. And exactly. I think that's something that everybody struggles with. I mean, I know I struggle with it. It's, it's like, what are you trying to portray yourself in your message, or what are you like versus who and how authentic are you being, and that kind of thing? And people see through that, like we said. So it's important to do that when it in whatever aspect you're going after.
1: Oh, no, 100%. And I think what, what, like, if you want good advice from good people, I think if the, the one good way to weed out um, any bad opinions or negativity is for yourself to almost be positive and to help others. Cause the moment you help others and you start, you know, bringing in positivity in other people's life, then that negative wave is just gonna slowly subside. It's gonna slowly just go away. All those bad opinions is just gonna get pushed aside cause then all of a sudden this positive, rein- like positive reinforcement that's coming back from the help that you've given is gonna start taking over. So then it's just gonna be like positive energy consistently around you, which but is cool.
0: And I, I believe in like, everything kind of has an energy and and your thoughts bring a lot of and like your thoughts are so important what you feed yourself every day is so important because subconsciously we're fight or flight right so instantly we we walk around the corner and we think someone might be around that corner and they might be trying to you know yeah
1: (laughs) I I got you
0: you know but we always think of the negative thing first instinctively it's weird right it's it's just one of those things that's our fight or flight and it's a part of who we are but
1: it's not a bad thing though that's the thing bro it's not it's not like a bad thing to have that right but, yeah
0: but you can't attach it's 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 not about the thoughts that you have but it's the thoughts that you attach to right so
1: exactly
0: it's not like we're not going to have these bad thoughts it's not like we're going to wake up and be like oh I don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to do that. This <laughs> Just excuse, that excuse. Yeah, but, you know, it's about setting intentions and then bringing positivity. And what you give, you will eventually receive back. And energy is infectious. Smiling, laughter, and those kind of things are infectious. But so is the others, the negatives, the people who complain all the time. Yeah. Everybody knows those people, whether it's someone you work with or one of your friends, or yeah. one, but.
1: Hud. Hud. And that's the thing, you, if, you see, that's what I'm saying. If you can somehow weed that out, just say, okay, if I stay positive by helping other people being positive, then that positive reinforcement that comes back will eventually just weed out this negativity that just keeps keeps lurking, you know? Like, I think that's the best way to do it. Because like you said, everybody's going to have those days where they're like, man, bro, I'm just, I'm tired today. Like, I've had those days recently too. I was like, man, I'm just too tired today, right? <laughs> I'm just tired, bro. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm interested though. Tell me a little bit more about the actual process because I was, I always thought it was cooked. So that even took me, took me aback a little bit. So explain like what your process is. Do you do different flavors or do you do a specific?
1: Yeah. So there's so many different flavors that you can, you can like go about. Um, I mean, right now in the next three weeks, I'll probably be having maybe three or four. I'll probably be having a, um, like a peri peri, more spicy flavor. And then I'll be getting, like, a Slim Jim type of, like, it's called Druevors, which is, uh, all the South Africans will know what it is. It's like a, a sausage. It's, like, almost like a dried sausage. It's, like, really good, man. It's it's super, super healthy, super good for you. Um, but the process is really simple, man. Like, if I just teach you traditional biltong, it's another, I'll be educating you how to make biltong. It's literally, like, it's a sense of, you get, go get, Whichever meats you like, I I prefer the fattier meats. I like the thick, fattier meats, which has got that layer of fat that I like, like the bottom round steak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll marinate it in vinegar for like three hours. Then I'll take that meat that I've marinated in vinegar for three hours, and I'll add some Worcester sauce, which is uh, you guys call, uh, Worcester. Is it Worcester? Worchester Yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> that early, what you were talking about? But how do you say
1: it? Yeah, Worcester. Worcester. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's like yeah. So we'll use that sauce. You guys have got it all in uh, Sam's Club, Walmart. It's all over the show. Uh, and then we'll marinate it again in like, in that with the vinegar for like another three to four hours, and then you'll add the spices, which is just salt, pepper, and coriander, and you'll just spice it up. Don't be shy on the spicing. Let me tell you, you don't have to be shy at all. You can just layer it up. It's so sick, bro. When you see it actually getting laid up, it's just you just know this meat's gonna come out so tender. And then once you layer it up, you just put it in the fridge till the next day and then it's just ready to hang. And once you, you just literally, you hook it up and you got, you just need air pulling air out of the box or machine or whatever that just air dries it. And then it just will slowly just thin up and it will just become ready within. I mean, some people like it in six days, seven days. That's how I like it, which is like medium rare. Like you will like it probably like medium rare. It's like pink in the middle. It's like, oh my goodness, bro. It's so good. Or like you can like it like this, which is more like a 12-day process.
0: So what you, do you do normally 12 days?
1: Hang. Yeah, for any anything long-lasting, if you need your meats to last like longer than six months, especially on like a shelf life where you need it in stores and stuff like that, six months. Like this has got six months on it. So you yeah. need that. Then you want to go 12 days. Yeah, you want to keep that meat. It needs to be cooked almost. Like it needs to almost be cooked. Right. So, and that's what the air drying does. But if you're trying to like eat it within the next 48 to 72 hours, I'll cut it off at five days. I'll start chopping it up and bro. Get it to you. Haram. <laughs> it's too good. Yes. I mean, <laughs>
0: that sounds like something. I might have to put in a custom order for that. Just... I'll,
1: I'll send you some, bro. Don't stress. I got you. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm definitely meeting, but that's cool that you can dry it longer. So literally it's just the air. What What's your setup? Yeah, that, like now, I know that it was different.
1: So, so yeah. So now, now what's happening is because I needed to go get it. So after like I think it was three or four months, uh, like like I said, I went from like ten pounds of meat to thirty pounds of meat to like I, I literally couldn't keep up with it. I, how crazy is this? I was going from I had to get be in class at seven a.m. when I was up at uh, life University, so I was up at sometimes like five thirty to cut meat. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go get meat, like go to school in between. Class time, I would like run off to the store, grab like 30, 40 pounds, come back, marinate it, go back to class, get to practice. After practice at like 9 p.m., I would then like get it into the spicing and then layer it up in the morning, the next morning at 5. Like it was insane what I was doing. Like, and I just couldn't keep up with it anymore. So I was lucky enough to, uh, again, shout out to Gary Moorecraft for uh, helping me out. He uh, is a wholesaler of Built Tongue. And uh, he managed to push me aside some of the meat now that he sends down to me. So now I'm FDA and USDA approved so that I can actually sell in stores and in franchises and corporates. So again, so I was making it until that stage of when I started landing stores and stadium deals and all that. You have to get some FDA approved meat and I was lucky enough to land them.
0: That's big. That's a big, get that hookup.
1: Yeah, that's again, but cold calling, man. I phoned maybe seven seven people, you know, it was like a snail trail. Like literally I phoned one person in California, led me to another person up north, led me to someone up where I was in Atlanta, went to go and meet him. Then he landed up giving me a phone number and it landed up being him. So I was like, oh, what's up Gary, how are you doing? Me and him, what are the chances? Me and him land up being from the same town in South Africa. He was born in the same town I was in. I mean, again, what are the chances? Wow. And uh, me and him kind of hit it off on the phone and over email. And uh, yeah, now he's he doing me a huge favor by, uh, by helping me out, create this FDA approved, USDA approved built-on, which that- really helps me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those creating your own look kind of things right there.
1: Right. You know, but again, like if it wasn't for me making it and going through that hustle, I would have never been able to land it because it was like what I was saying to him on the phone call of, man, I'm hustling every day, 40 pounds, running up and down the streets. Like, that he must have been like, I oh, appreciate this kid's hustle. Let me help him out. Because, I mean, normally, you you know, if you small business like this, they don't want to deal with you. They're looking at, like, orders at up to, like, 100,000 bags of on, you know. I'm ordering way less than that. Like, a month. Are we talking, like, 100,000 bags of on a month? Like, I was way less than that. But because of, like, my story and everything, he was like, you know what? I'll help you out, bro. And now he cuts me a good deal.
0: Right. What was it like being at Life? Because
1: yeah, <laughs> those who were such-
0: Lindenwood and Lewis, were like one and two, like Cowboys and Steelers, or I mean, Bears. yeah,
1: we, I mean, they were our biggest, they were our biggest rival. I mean, it, the biggest rival in in the country, I would say, college wise, rugby D1 college, biggest game of the year was almost Lindenwood versus Laugh University. I mean, it was crazy because update for the men's club up there and. I played a lot of those guys that were on my men's club team over four years at Linwood. So it was like insane, bro. like getting to actually practice with them and like, bro, I remember the first week I got there, I was like, man, bro, I don't dig these guys, bro. I was like, I still had that hatred in me, bro. I was like, I just yeah. want to eat them on the field.
0: <laughs> Say that that would have probably would not been an easy, if you've been playing them for four years and they're like, oh, always <laughs> the biggest game, You you can't help but go in there and be like, Man. I don't like these guys.
1: <laughs> and I remember the first the first couple of trainings, I was just like, Man, I'm just gonna throw in some big shoulders just to just annoy them, bro. Just to tell them what's up. <laughs> it was crazy.
0: So were <laughs> you playing sevens or
1: so no, I was playing fifteens, uh the seventh season got cancelled. I was trying to play sevens this season. Um unfortunately that got cancelled now with the COVID. So I don't even know what's really going on with the US rugby right now. We every everything's on lockdowns. So, uh, I probably would think I would guess I mean the MLR got canceled this year they were like halfway through the season so there's no more rugby pretty much until I would say fall September yeah and then and then hopefully it can start up again up in January depending on what happens with everything I mean it's crazy what's going on right now
0: it's just so wild I mean it's just wild I forgot it's been weird having life without sports almost it's a little weird
1: it's crazy man because we we like we'll sit here I, I, over here and we staying up with our in-laws until we can find our feet. Cause we just moved from Atlanta to St. Louis mm. and my brother-in-laws both and, and my father-in-law really love to watch like NBA and they got like mad beef in NBA. Like the whole family, like just has this mad beef. It's like super funny. And like, they love football too, but like NBA the big chat in this house and like we haven't been able to talk NBA for like super long, man. It's like, there's just no sports. So it's, it's kind of weird. Like, we've even started watching all the, like, the old Michael Jordan documentaries that they've been putting up and, like, all that craziness.
0: The Last Dance?
1: Oh, my gosh, bro. I couldn't believe it. I, I watched – I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I got to watch, that like, portion of it. And, I mean, I didn't know Michael – I mean, I knew of Michael Jordan, but I never knew his story. And when I started watching that, I was like, bro, this dude was the GOAT. He is the GOAT, bro. <laughs> 100%. He went through the maddest time, like, with all that mad fame. And just killed the game. Just killed it.
0: He's, he's a savage competitor. Yeah. Savage competitor. He's – I mean, him and Kobe just had a different mentality. I'm a huge LeBron guy yeah. too.
1: Yeah, I know. I know that's that's the one thing in this house. No one really knows who who's the best. Is it LeBron or is it is it Michael Jordan? Right? Everyone's like got their own opinion, which is hella funny.
0: Yeah. How about Dennis Rodman though?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought
0: that Dude. was – he literally left in the middle of the finals and was like "Yo, yeah, i gotta go to vegas
1: i got it <laughs> exactly bro it just goes off to vegas
0: cool and everyone was just like filled their coach just okay yeah just go just be back for game four or whatever it was
1: like, and it didn't didn't Michael Jordan land up picking him up or someone like he literally like walked in there and was like, "Yo, dude, get your ass up. We got to get we got to get to a game, bro."
0: Game, yeah. He went. He literally went into the room. He's like, "I'm not gonna even say what I saw in the room, but I told I, I, mean, I hit him from the ho- oh
1: man, <laughs> I can only imagine what he saw in that room, dude. That dude must have just been oh my wow.
0: <laughs> I think he was dating Carmen Electra at that time too. So I mean. Goodness: uh,
1: That's crazy. wild Yeah, I know. I, just, I, like, I, I, I felt like, like almost had like more of an appreciation for NBA when I started watching that documentary. I was like, man, dude, these dudes are these dudes are legit.
0: Yeah, they're
1: crazy. real athletes. they're true athletes, like mad athletes.
0: Yeah, I, I always say, because my first love was basketball. like when I was younger, growing up, yeah. high school, everything, I thought I was going to play basketball in college, and I probably got recruited more for basketball. I just fell in love with football. Um, Yeah. So I had always loved basketball, but I'll stick to it when I say, as far as hand eye coordination, uh, athleticism, you know, vertical, how fast, how big, strong they are at the NBA level, especially. Man, they're, they're, they are elite athletes. I will put like, Uh, I I mean, it's just, they're up there over most, over most professional sports. I would
1: say, yeah, 100%. Because, like, the thing is, when you're at that size, when you're sitting above, like the average height's what, like six four, six five,
0: like a probably, yeah, like yeah, I-
1: probably, like that's like short. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah, bro, that's short. Like these two, that to move, just to jump, to move, to sidestep, everything just gets harder. It just get, it gets way harder.
0: They're so fluid, and when you're watching it on TV, you don't realize how massive they are, but yep. When you get down
1: yeah,
0: close, I had a really cool opportunity. Um, my dad works for Cadillac and he lives up in Connecticut now. So Cadillac had been sponsored with the Knicks. And so whenever I'd go in and see my family, we'd sometimes go to Knicks games. And yeah, that's cool. They had like little drinks and finger foods and stuff. And then we're walking down to our seats and none of us knew where our seats were walking down to our seats. And I asked the guy, I'm like, Hey, you know where these are? And he's like, come on, man, you know where these are. I was like,
1: yeah.
0: "Oh!" He's like, they're on the floor. I was like, are you serious?
1: No way. So you're right down at the court.
0: Like, we were court level, and there was uh, – let's see, like, Brad – it was the Wizards. Oh, who were they playing? I forget who they were playing, but, like, the Wizards were playing, so I knew Brad Beal and – other than the Knicks, obviously. I mean, there was just a bunch of guys that were playing. Alfred Payton was playing and some other guys that I had known. So, just yeah. – up close it's like these dudes are massive
1: they're and huge
0: so eloquently and they're so fast and explosive and they're huge yep. like, i mean russell westbrook's got to be one of the craziest athletes i've seen that dude's insane
1: that's what i'm saying but like it literally like you can give like football players like some credit you can give some rugby players credit but no one's at that size no one in those sports are sitting at that size you know what i'm saying like not not like average like the whole team is sitting at that size like, it's insane, bro, how cool they are. Like, and how, how like, amazing they are at right. basketball.
0: Yeah, it's a different finesse and, like, touch with power. You know, you could be a hard-hitting linebacker or rugby player and just be really fast and strong. But there's a different aspect of, like, dribbling a ball and, like, just ball movement, shooting, finishing, getting caught. Like, all that stuff is just – I don't know. It's yeah. pr- pretty incredible what they do. It's pretty
1: incredible, bro. And, like, just I, just – I mean, even just in America, bro, like, the the athletes that come out of the States are just so good. Like, I'm not going to lie, bro, being being and playing up in South Africa and then coming through to um, America, I realized, like, the different types of athleticism America has. That's why you guys literally are, like, almost number one in so many different sports, like, in the world. Because your guys' athletes are just – like, even just in football, like, man, the fact that there's, like, 260, 270-pound guys just moving – so quick over a five six meter like yeah. shuttle it's insane it's like it's insane
0: those those are i think offensive linemen and the nfl are some of my favorite athletes ever because yeah dude they are so athletic for how huge they are at 300 are like so heavy you're running a five flat. like come on
1: no that's what i'm saying they're super heavy and they're running super quick like it's actually insane they don't have the endurance but <laughs> but they they really you they're really quick
0: will you really good like left tackle or guard pull line and just run out and get up to the second level and like they're hitting like these little dbs or something out there
1: some mashed
0: (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty so what tell me what it was like growing up in south africa because obviously america for a while big differences so what was it like
1: it's a, uh, I I don't even know how to really explain it, but I, I loved my experience. And I mean, I loved growing up in South Africa. I literally always, always hop up South Africa, bro, to an American. I'm like, bro, you got to go to South Africa. It's like the most beautiful country in the world. Like, no doubt. Um, I think Cape Town last year, I think it was either last year or 2018. I can't, I think it could have been 2018. Uh, got named the most beautiful city for tourists in the world. One of those years, either last year or 2018. Like that's what—that's the level of beauty we're talking. Like when it comes to South Africa, like it's unreal. But yeah, growing up was—it uh, was so hectic, bro. It was like the best experience ever because it was such old school. Like there was no like laptops or computers or anything like that, man. We were all paper pencil, going outside on break times and causing you know crap and go, going outside jumping in people's pools throwing eggs at people's cars bro that's how we grew up man that's, uh, uh, that's I, literally what we did on a daily basis
0: right <laughs> it's funny looking back at some of the things that you made a big deal about that were so stupid <laughs>
1: <You're>, oh man <laughs>
0: no idea what i was like, doing at that age
1: right if i got in trouble like like all the time right if i got in trouble for like doing something like i don't know man, what what is the one thing? Like, if you sneak out the house and, like, go out with your mates at, like, 16 or something and you get caught, right? It's, like, the end of the world. It's, like, you think your world is just blown up. (laughs) But now you look back at it, you're, like, man, I was maybe in trouble for, like, three days.
0: (laughs) That was really small. uh, Yeah,
1: that was, like, nothing.
0: (laughs) Nothing. I've always seen pictures of South Africa and I'm just, like, man, I got to go. I know too many South to not go.
1: That's literally what I say, like, to, like, every American like person I know I'm like if you go to South Africa and you went to Lindawood, I can guarantee that you have so many places to stay at that you can just go to like all around SA that you can just be like yo can I come stay at your place I'm in South Africa for a week 100% like that's how South Africans are like they everybody just is open like their house is open for like tourists to come in it's so sick
0: yeah no I I always remember meeting y'all, and then, dude, we just started hanging out all the time. All the rugby boys, I was always close with all the rugby, yeah. a and you and Skuman and all those boys. Just it's good time. Hey, those
1: are, we we're all floating around St. Louis right now. We all we're all floating around. Yeah, I think okay, Skuman's uh, in St. Louis. I'm here. Uh, Chris Kellen's up in uh, as far as I know, he's up in Texas Aust- and a couple of the boys all over.
0: Yeah, Kellen's in Austin. I still talk to him sometimes. Shout out, Kellen. Yeah, no hard. Austin and float the river and go out sixth street and stuff have you been out there
1: no i I, i've been to austin once we played a rugby game up there but i've I've like haven't been to texas in like over like a three or four day period i've always just been like in and like i've left that night or like the next day like i've never landed up actually staying up there
0: yeah we should definitely do that that's i love it I love East Texas. It's pretty hill country. It's weird because most of Texas is decently flat. I mean, you got trees and stuff in West Texas. It's really flat, but then you get into yeah. Texas and it's like hills. And there's houses in the hills It almost weirdly looks like you're going through a small part of California in in the middle of East Texas. And a lot of good like places to flip. Yeah. And obviously, oh S- no,
1: float trips are the best, man. I mean, I just went on a recent float trip when I was up in Atlanta on the Chattahoochee. That was, like, bro, that was unreal. Because that's, like, a main, like, famous river up there. And, bro, that was so much fun.
0: Yeah. No, I just went to the Buffalo River here in Arkansas, and it's so beautiful. I, I put it there as far as how pretty it was, and it was just a perfect day. The, we didn't drag at all. Water nice. Was really nice, and it was flowing. Yeah, it's
1: like, timid, bro, it's that like slow stream, just chilling, got some beers out, got the mates out. Of course.
0: <laughs> but... I went with you remember Davy McCollum who lives up in Oregon. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, one of my teammates and my roommate. Whenever I first went to Lindenwood, but he now is a tour guide on the Rogue River. So he actually no for- takes people down the Rogue because he's been rowing it, and that's like Class Four Rapids though too. So oh yeah,
1: so he probably, he's you gotta know what you're doing like full on.
0: And he, yeah no like you 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 can't go through there with a kayak. Yeah, no. But I guess, but definitely not a canoe, kayak. Even the people that do it with kayaks are pretty crazy, because I mean, if yeah. you wrapped under there, you you could die. <laughs> you really no,
1: hundred percent, bro. Those rapids are insane. I've been in one of those uh, small ones, you know, those like those little ones that you just stick in on your own and you go, and those ones like twist underwater and they twist back. Yeah, if you catch yeah, if you catch yourself like twisting and somehow struggling to not get back up, bro, it's it's hectic. It's a scary experience.
0: Yeah, people falling off, hitting their heads too, getting knocked out, old oh, and I mean, but all that aside, obviously that's that happens. But you just got to be careful, and that's why you go with guides because
1: yeah, they yeah they know what they're doing. Full on, those rapids are oh man, I used to love doing that. The rapids are the best. I I I literally love doing that.
0: Yeah, we did three days, two nights. And so we were on three days. We went, I want to go back though when it's hot because we went at the end of May. And so, you know, you'd get soaked from the rapids. And then at night, the wind would come through the valley and you'd be wet and it'd be kind of cold because we'd float for like eight to nine hours a day, find camp set up like on a riverbank or something. Dude, it was so fun.
1: Yeah, that's, that's sick, man. That's literally what people do back home too, man. They'll just go float, we'll get on the river, get in the ocean, just hit the beach all day, eight, nine hours chilling. That's the best, man. I love that. I love that. I
0: know. Anything by the water for me is, please. Please.
1: I'm, I'm trying to convince Olivia now. I'm like, man, should we try and maybe move to Florida? Should we try and maybe move to Cali? I was like, it would be so nice. I just miss the water, man. I grew up on the ocean, so I miss it every day.
0: Right, right. I love the lake, but there is something about the vastness of the ocean that's just kind of like you walk out there and you just feel so small and so
1: oh, small.
0: So Probably one of the best sounds ever. All right. Man, we went to Gulf Shores. That was the first time we were. I know. The crazy. You know, I,
1: literally, I literally told that uh, because uh, the, my parents-in-laws are both, they uh, they organizing a trip for themselves to go up to Gulf Shores. And I was, like, I was like, oh, man, Gulf Shores, I completely forgot that we went to Gulf Shores over that spring break. And I think that's where we met was it, on that weekend. I think we I think you,
0: yeah. met a little bit prior, and I had known Kellen. Uh, but yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. You, like, knew Kellen. And then I remember Kellen being like, hey, bro, you should meet and Like, he's this real cool dude. And I was like, oh, I remember, like, seeing you. But, like, that was the moment when, like, we, like, hung out. We joled a couple days. Like, I was like, oh, wait, bro, this is sick. Yeah. Golf Swords were on That was a good time.
0: Definitely a good time. Definitely a good time. That was – it was different, though, because it was right around the time where they, like, didn't want you to drink on the beach or anything like that. So. yeah having those like pool parties and stuff uh that was Dude, it,
1: it helped so hard that like because i've always said i want to go on like an american spring break i was like man i need to go on like a proper american spring break and i was so happy that we caught the same week that mizzou did and then we actually got those like full-on spring break pool parties we had like the beach jewels. it was like it was actually a hell of fun i enjoyed
0: it it was a good time we got all yeah we all all got to do that spring break wow that feels like forever ago but that was good time. When
1: was that, Twenty? what's that, 2016, 2017?
0: That was my sophomore year, so, yeah, 20, Yeah. 20. probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a long time ago. Man, I, I didn't think it was that far away. It was, eh?
0: Four or five years ago, almost.
1: Damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the time just flies by. It
1: flies, man. That's why I keep telling these lightweights that, like, at Linwood. I'm like, bro, don't waste it. Linwood's sick. Don't waste it. It is. It's a lot of fun.
0: There's a difference. I feel obviously there's a difference between going to a major university like a Mizzou or or whatever, and then going to a place like we did in Lindenwood where, you know, it's, I think there's probably like 10, 12,000, it was probably like 10,000 people.
1: Yeah. It's like between, I think on, on campus, maybe I think, I think you could be right on like on campus, maybe like five or six. I don't even think there was that much on campus, but commuters, there was like, yeah, there was definitely over 10,000, maybe 12, 13, maybe even more. It was like, yeah, there was a lot.
0: That was cool though, that there's a, it feels like a, there's a different sense of community because kind of everybody knows everyone, yeah. a lot of people at the same time and build those relationships over the years. Plus smaller, smaller class sizes, I feel like helps too, as far as making oh, a person
1: like it at was cool. Like in a sense that it wasn't too big, but it wasn't too small. Like if I went to life university and that's like 2000 people, like that's tiny. Like yeah. they, like literally everybody knew everybody. Like at least at Linwood, there was still like a good bunch of people. Like I never got to meet. I never even saw like, like there was still like, it was big enough where you kind of had that D1 feel, you know, where you had like the good times, the sororities, the rugby groups, all the different sports. And then, like, but it had that small school feel when you were in class and like, when you went to school, like, it was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. It
0: was so cool too, at least for me. And I'm sure for you too, where it's like, all of our soccer team was basically foreign. The majority of the rugby guys were foreign. Yep. So it's like, you have all these different people, but it's just like, you get to see so many things, make so many cool connections. Yep different ways of life i love that personally i love traveling like seeing different things meeting different people like different ways of life so that was really cool for me too because obviously made friends that you know have stayed friendships
1: yeah and that's i always say i'm like i i I mean i know so many people just from like lindewood alone you know just in different states in the states i know people like new zealand australia europe i mean we can you can literally go anywhere and if like you, if you knew the rugby team, like you've literally got a home in so many different countries now. If you like actually went there, you would actually be able to stay there. Like it's like for free. Like you literally go to that person's house and go enjoy with him for like a week or two weeks. Like, it's so cool. Like that was the one cool thing about New I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, that was that was cool, definitely. What are what are some things that you're doing now that you know you don't have rugby as much to stay in shape? Are you still? Man, that's. I know you're obviously into fitness and stuff. So what's some like yeah. what's the training regimen like?
1: So right now, training-wise, I mean, yeah, I, I literally went from training rugby twice a day, every day, to now, like, completely, like, literally no no rugby whatsoever. Um, so right now, I'm not going to lie, but just because no gyms have been open, I've literally sprinted and done, like... <laughs> one mile laps around the neighborhood like almost every week bro. i've just been like running around like taking weights trying to do like crossfit stuff here in the yard like i don't i, I literally have been going crazy because eh? there's like no gyms have been open and the gyms that were open the, so there was a gold's gym that was up here they yep. closed down
0: right so, like, uh, yeah i think my body's standing So like, that.
1: yeah, so, like th- that's the thing like that's not even the only one that's done that so it's like now I've got to literally look for a new gym contract now that slowly gyms are opening up. I think Club Fitness is finally actually opened like two weeks ago. I think they opened up. So I'll just start looking into uh, Club Fitness. But um, man, training-wise, that's all I've been doing there. Like every single day, just pumping biceps, push-ups, pull-ups, <laughs> some air squats. Like, I don't know what else to do. Like, There's just not, nothing like else you can do. That's so hectic. But I mean, I, I just stay fit, man. I just try and do something every day at least.
0: right and that's the most important thing what what gym were you in before
1: so I mean I was at the university gyms but I've had a planet fitness gym before I've also had a I mean um Olivia was at a gold's gym so I could like almost like use her membership that I could just go into gold's gym and all that uh so I've been there a couple times too before this in December um yeah, but that, I don't know what, you, I mean, I'm so lost when it comes to gyms here. I haven't, like, because I've always used the university stuff. Yeah. So I don't even know what, like, what to get, like, a way to go. I mean, I heard club fitness isn't too bad. Um, there's, like, Planet Fitness, Club Fitness, Anytime Fitness. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, which ones I don't even know like which one to go to.
0: You'd probably like Gold's. I got in trouble at Planet yeah. one time.
1: You get the lunk alarm on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I've, I've literally gone. I've gone with a mate of mine to Planet Fitness, and we said let's try and get the because I heard that the lunk alarm was a thing. So I was like, I've got to get this alarm on me, and I did the exact same thing, dropping the weights. And I think I dropped it on the third time, and finally, bro, I just got this like huge alarm going off. <laughs> it was had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I. I mean. I know it's cheap and everything, but it's like <laughs> the whole thing is like, it's the no judgment zone. Literally, my experience was I went in there, which is a good idea, but it's like almost opposite because if you do something on accident and then they think you're doing it on purpose and then they react yeah. at you, then you feel like you're getting judged. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to drop the weight that hard. Like. <laughs>
1: I know, because you're not used to it. Like, back in a normal gym, you can just gym, drop the weights. And sometimes if you go to a certain, like, weight, it's not like you're doing it on purpose. You're just trying to get the weight off you. You go till you can't lift it anymore. So it's not like you can just carefully put it down. I'm exhausted. i got to just drop these things. Yeah.
0: No, I, I definitely lean towards that more than more than getting the lunk alarm. <laughs>
1: I can't believe that's actually a thing. I literally couldn't believe it until I walked in there. And it's like, it's bold, just in like, and on it, the wall. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't work out so, or we're ringing this on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because like the moment it goes off, it's like everybody just stops what they're doing just to look like who got, you know, <laughs> who got it, bro. Who got the like alarm on them? Yeah. <laughs> <It's literally>
0: funny. <laughs> Anyone who works out at Planet Fitness right now is probably hating me. I just think <laughs>
1: it's funny to me. Man, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about Planet Fitness. It's just real. I mean, it's like 10 bucks, isn't it? It's like super cheap.
0: And it is 24 hours too, I'm pretty sure. So that's yeah. not like that. Like
1: that's super nice. Cup Fitness isn't too bad. It's like 20 bucks. Like, it's, and it's not a bad gym. Um, yeah, I mean, see, I, Golds was cool. I, I really like Golds. Golds was a nice gym, but it just yeah, it closed down. I couldn't believe that. That's what's happened to so many businesses right now.
0: That was crazy. I, lo- I love it there because they have like steam room and.
1: Yeah, I know. They yeah, they've got good stuff and quality stuff too. Some... I think it was just the COVID, man. This COVID, if any, any company or business was just in like a little bit of trouble, COVID finished them off. It wow. just killed them. That's done. Done.
0: So weird because a lot of these companies I hear are just saying, okay, we're not even going to do it in person anymore. Like this is the new normal. This is what it is. Yep. We're not going to have. Yep into the office as much and i i, I mean that's pretty kind of cool in some aspects you know for for people that can have that self-discipline to work remote i mean i know sometimes you yeah. go into an office and stuff but for the most part i feel like that's nice it gives you a lot of flexibility and you know everything. i mean it,
1: for some for some companies it really worked i mean they yeah like you said they're literally going to be making this like the new norm like hey if you want to work at home you can work at home because the productivity was actually getting better like People, some, yeah, some people feel good that they can just work at home. I personally don't like working at home. I mean, I, I've done it now for like three, four months, and I personally, I, I don't enjoy it, bro, because I like, I use my home as my chill, chill spot. Like, that's my chill spot. I like to chill, eat, sleep. Like, it's yep. not a place of work for me. So it's been pretty difficult in that sense. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I'd prefer to be in an office all day and rather than being home. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do. I do like that when you come home, it's kind of you, you want to leave a lot of that work stuff away, like, especially when you come home to a wife and stuff, you don't want to bring all that, all that other stuff, whether you're stressed out of work, so that, and it's kind of nice to come home and just leave that at the door. Obviously, it's not always realistic, but I like that. I like that concept, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel I feel like also going to work, it's like it then, like you said, when you go to work, it's work, when you come home, it's, you know, you've been at home. So it's like, when you go to work, I feel like the interaction with people is also pretty cool. Like that's what drives you to work harder. Where you're at home, it's like self-drive. You have to, you know, do your own thing to get going. There's no, there's no like other guys in the office saying, Hey, let's go hustle. Let's go try to figure this out. It's just you on your own.
0: Right. And I feel like I kind of got really lucky in the sense that, you know, I'm not working at an office per se. So I'm not necessarily sitting at a desk, but I get to go service accounts. So I get to go yeah. to different accounts and I still have that. It's almost like I have the work feel of the people at those accounts, the nurses and the yeah. techs and obviously the doctors, but because you're going there a lot, you know, you're servicing that yeah. a lot. So it's almost like you work with, you do work with that group of people. So I have like a lot of different facilities that I technically work at. So that's kind of cool as far as the relationship aspect of things and like having that work community, but at the same time, yeah. not, at one specific location kind of which is it's pretty cool i do like that
1: but for some people it works man some people it's like they literally can sit at home all day like and they can graft you know
0: yeah and
1: be able to rest and work and chill at the same spot but uh yeah it's it's crazy how it's worked i honestly thought that all businesses would struggle with that but they haven't they've done actually phenomenally well
0: yeah, that i mean that's one cool thing that's come out of this a lot of quote unquote social norms are being maybe people are saying, hey, this is a more productive way to do this, or uh, yep. uh, this is a better way to do this, or let's this works when this doesn't work. Those kind of things, a lot of that stuff only comes from unfortunately bad experiences. Sometimes bad
1: experiences hard. I know, right? Like even like have you noticed just like in the in the Walmarts and like all the stores, like what sweets? Suites- and what like stuff has been bought out the most. Like there was like this certain swim man, I wish I could I could just remember it right now. Man, I remember we, we've been searching for it for like the last couple of weeks and like it's just not been on the shelf. Like I've just realized like certain brands of things like that have been bought, like I've just learned so much from this, like what people enjoy, what people don't like. Like it's That's so true.
0: cool. Seeing you are seeing the <laughs> essentials as as we are saying now, the essential thing. Yep. The products that okay this is something that is essential to people even in a pandemic even when people maybe yeah it's money to spend like this is still something that people look at as essential which yeah i think it's, it's life is all about perspective for real however you look at things you can look at a situation like this and say okay what is what is the world showing me what's the economy showing me here like where are, things that are working stick or you could be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are making opportunities out of this time and making opportunities. Yep.
1: Like, like I was saying earlier, man, like you've taken this opportunity to say, okay, let me start a podcast. I know a lot of other people that I know and friends that I know have done the exact same thing. Um, I've taken the opportunity and said, let me find corporates. Let me find franchises where there's no one in the office and I can get directly to the main guy. Um, there's other people that have taken this opportunity to invest. I mean, I know, I know people... And some people that I've just heard, I don't necessarily know them, know them, but I've heard it via a friend that they've invested in opportunities now over this time and made a lot of money. Like, it's like, it's right. insane. Like, yeah, you, it's perspective, man. If you see it as a negative, then you're going to go through these next four months or three months, however long the still lasts as a negative. If you look at it as a positive and try and adapt, you'll, you'll kill it. Right. You'll kill it.
0: You'll- see, you'll see a lot of opportunities that weren't necessarily there before. And obviously there's opportunities that weren't there before but like we said if we're focusing on the positive things okay this is something like you said phone in the store and you got to upper level execs whereas before yeah. it's, it's you can't but
1: let me tell you like now that those shops have uh, all these big companies have opened up when our phone now i have to go through a, a robot first then i have to go like to the assistant then the assistant sends me to the project manager and then the project manager if he feels that he likes my product, then he'll send me to the main guy. You know what I'm saying? Like before, in the last three, four months, I've just directly skipped all that. So it's, yeah, it's like now I'm slowly getting that resistance again of having to go through the layers. But yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. You just got to take whatever comes as a positivity, adapt, stop complaining. That's it. Stop complaining. Just figure it out.
0: In 10 years, (laughs) it's, you're going to see a lot of people that were built their companies or their ideas or their brands or whatever they are bringing the service, the product is built from this time where everything seemed like the world was falling apart, but from it came opportunities and people took them. Their opportunities are always going to be there. It's whether or not you you are prepared for that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's why even I said to you, I was like, don't try and rush this process of podcast track, do the layers because when that opportunity does come, you're going to be ready for it. You know, they're not going to be like asking questions. you be like, damn, I didn't get to do that because I skipped that. I skipped that level. You're going to be like, hey, I know what's up. I've done level one, two, three, four, five. I'm ready for level six, you know? I'm ready for that.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just, that's all it's about. It's about the way you look at things. It really is. It's just all about the way you look at things. Well, what else has been new, man? Is there anything else that you want to promote as far as Bill Tong? Where can they find you on social media?
1: Okay, so yeah, social media-wise, you can check me out on Biltong Billy, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, You can check me on YouTube, too. And then uh, if you want to order some, you are more than welcome to go on www.biltongbilly.com. And you can go order your two-ounce bag of traditional Biltong. Uh, In a couple weeks, we'll be getting the peri-peris and the druvors. And yeah, if you guys want to also just shoot me a text, that'll be great. I mean, you can order just directly through me as well if you don't want to go through the online stuff but that's really it when it comes to uh the brand
0: yeah and anyone listening to this right now that's interested in buying some biltong or just checking it out or if you have any questions and yo's number obviously you can find him on instagram like you said at biltongbilly or what's your personal? they want to
1: yeah so my personal account is just giovanni falco nine and you can yeah, follow me, DM me, do whatever, man. I'm, I'm always replying, so right. do be shy.
0: I'll put all of that stuff in the show notes. So if, y'all, if you're all interested and you want to reach out to Gio, check out the show notes and reach out to him there, whether it's a question about the product, if you know, you're doing keto or whatever it may be.
1: Anything, man. If you guys need help with anything, you need some motivation, don't be shy, bro. I'm, I'm here to help out as much as I can.
0: Well, thank you so much, Gio, for coming on. Everybody go check out Geo and Biltong Billy. It's a healthy snack. It's going to fuel your workouts. It's going to keep you lean for the summer, all that good stuff. And great guy here in Geo that runs this company. And obviously a great story from how it came to be. And I expect big things coming soon. I'm a
1: man. Big things are only coming. Don't stress. <laughs> Don't stress. What's up? Thanks so much for having me, bro. This has been an absolute mad podcast. Uh I'll be more than happy to do another one sometime soon, no doubt.
0: Yeah, no, we will. We'll we'll revisit and uh like I said, ten years from now when Bill Tong's all over Walmarts and whatnot. You know, Little uh Arkansas in up in northwest Arkansas is where Walmart was invented. That's where like their corporate their corporate is and all that. It's pretty it's a crazy company.
1: You might you might see me in in, in the Walmart's very soon, I hopefully. I might see you, <laughs>
0: Britt, up in uh, Northwest Arkansas. Rock. <laughs> if you're around, come on, because whenever you I go,
1: sure.
0: be going pitch up to Walmart to get them in stores and come through here.
1: Hey, bro, if you ever come down to St. Louis, let me know. We'll grab some beers too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, bro. What is up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Breathing Air Podcast. Gio and I had a lot of fun on that one. And I hope you all enjoyed and took some nuggets of information home to go ahead and utilize and use in your life. I know I was taking notes on that one. So, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and go on Apple Podcasts and hit that five-star rating or whatever you think the podcast is. Just go rate it. Go leave me a comment. And I would love to hear your feedback. And that always helps drive the podcast and push us forward to what the ultimate goal is. So thank you all so much for tuning in to another week. As always, follow us on Instagram, too, at Breathing Air Podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. And peace out.